and welcome to the Your Good News podcast with me, Catherine Getty. It's easy to believe the news around us that the world is dark and the future is the same. But what if we chose something different? What if we chose to find the good news in each day? This podcast is a collection of interviews with friends, mentors, colleagues on their good news. From business to health to politics and everything in between, it's my hope that you leave with a boost and find your good news. This next episode is really special because it reminded me how you can meet people that will impact you anywhere. Kyle King, my next guest, serves as a U.S. Capitol Police officer. He is a true hero and someone that shines bright. He was always there to greet the team with a smile and a genuine caring attitude, which sometimes was not the easiest I can imagine. We delve into the importance of community, a strong community given the last year. We talk about what this year has meant to him and we, how we find the good and the inexplainable. Without further ado, my episode with Kyle King. I am so excited um, to have my next guest, Kyle King, on today. We met nearly six years ago, which makes me feel very old. When we when I worked in a role that interfaced with members of Congress, and he served and continued to serve as a U.S. Capitol Police officer. Since then, we've kept in touch randomly at different events or along the way um, through Facebook. And when I thought about this podcast, I thought about people that really just brought great energy and to every day. You know, there are days that don't feel like good and you can still kind of find that silver lining. And Kyle is one of those people. Kyle, welcome. Hello. It's great to be here. All right. Well, I start every episode the same way. What is your good news? Uh, I would say my good news is that there are positive connections to be had everywhere. And I totally agree. Just find, finding those can, you know, sometimes you don't even realize where they're going to benefit you. Yeah. No, I think it's such a good reminder. I was running this morning and I saw someone and she didn't look too happy. And I said, hello. And it was like, she and I both had a moment. I was like, that was cool. Like sometimes we need those. So I totally agree. I think yeah, exactly. you never know those moments that will really really matter to people. So you know, what always struck me was the kindness that you've showed to others and continue to show and how you show up for your job. And I reached out to you really about your perspective about how you do that, how, you know, in a world that sometimes is about efficiency and speed, do you find the time, find the time, I'd say that in air quotes, to, to be a nice person. So let's start it off with a really easy question. You know, how do you kind of walk into each day? You know, I, I just, I'm very old fashioned. Uh, you know, you mentioned it makes you feel old. It makes me feel really <laughs> old. So. No, um, but, but young um, at heart. yeah, exactly. But I, I am old fashioned. So I just kind of approach everything, treat people the way I would want to be treated. And I hate when I run into someone and they're just like perpetually I don't know, grumpy or, or, yeah. you know, seem unapproachable and so i try to i try to engage a, a lot of people it's funny oh. that uh sometimes you know people say i'm unapproachable or i'm intimidating and i i, I never understand that yeah. i'm always trying to do the exact opposite well i think it's like we learn in kindergarten to like be nice to one another and it's like somewhere along the way i feel like a lot of people have lost that <laughs> lesson 
But I think it's too, it's like, you have to actively choose to be mad. Like it doesn't make anyone feel good when you're like in a grumpy mood. So I always like kind of question those people. I'm like, why wouldn't you just choose to like not be mad? But, and that's not to negate that. Like everyone has a story and that everyone has days where I'm like, are there days that I'm like, I don't want to talk to people. Yeah. I don't want to talk to people sometimes, but it doesn't mean that I have to like treat them in a way to like impact their day. You had mentioned kind of in our prep that you had reconnected with a couple of groups of friends during COVID, you know, community has been something, it's been a topic of the episodes thus far. So how did that start? You know, I think we were all doing Zoomies back in, back in March and April. How'd you get reconnected? Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's interesting because when I left home, for example, one of the groups that friends I connected with were, was a group of high school friends that I was really close with. When I left from home for college, uh, we're not going to talk about how long ago, <laughs> multiple decades ago, I, I kind of lost touch with my hometown. I, I didn't yeah. go back that often. And, you know, during COVID, one of, one of them suggested, hey, we should do uh, a Zoom call or something. And it turned into a weekly thing. And, you know, now I've met up with the, when I did make it home, met up with a few of them and their families. And it's just, it's been great because they've really helped me out and, and they've been there. And it's like a different group of people that than my current social circle that I've had for the past 10, 15 years. So it's, it's been great to kind of have that, those additional people. And yeah. but at the same time, I mean, these are people that I've known for 30 years and we have a lot of common interests and common you know, backgrounds and everything. And and to reconnect with them has really been, I I definitely say one of those benefits of COVID because, you know, like you said, busy lives and everything. Yeah. Otherwise I wouldn't have, I don't think I ever would have reconnected with them in the same way. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, there's some, something really beautiful about having people in your life that you don't really have to have like the introductory, like there's a comfort level where you kind of just know where people were and it's always, did it feel like you were kind of just like picking up where you left off or was it awkward? Like, what did you find at the beginning? I mean, in some ways it was, it was obviously, especially with that group of, of high school friends. And then there was another group I connected with their college friends is three of my college friends that I was yeah. really close with. There was some in the very beginning, it was it was catching up or it yeah. was, you know, kind of where each of us are in our lives and reminiscing about when we were, you know, you know, whether it be high school <laughs> or college and a lot of that. But now it's kind of just developed into we're being there for each other in, yeah. our, in each other's lives like friends do. And, you know, it's it's basically built. At least I know it's built mine. I think for them too, it built their communities and strengthened their own personal communities of friends because, you know, now we're all starting to experience life outside of COVID and we've had things and events happen in each of our lives. Most of them, obviously not positive, but that's when you need these communities of people and, and you rely on them. And, you know, in the group of high school friends, two of them have lost their fathers since we've reconnected, you know, and, and it's been nice to be there and they've been there for me during times and everything. And then it's just been nice to have, I think for everyone. Yeah. And I think as I was thinking about, there's sometimes so much fear about like going back to like, maybe like old friends or like 
rekindling things because you're like, man, maybe I'm a different person or maybe they're a different person. But it's a good reminder that you just kind of got to take the leap and see and give people a chance. I think so often we're, we get, like you said before, in the hustle and bustle of every day that we don't take that time to investing in someone else, like being a part of their story and enrolling in their dreams and in their, in the moments that like aren't pretty and aren't always, you know, fun to go through, but that's when you yeah, make it's, your point. It's absolutely. And, and it's, it's been nice to, like you said, these are people that have been, maybe they haven't been consistently in my life or in, yeah. we haven't been in each other's lives, but to have that familiarity and know that it's almost reassuring about your ability to judge people because these are people you met when you know yeah. I grew up in a small town. So these are my friends because it wasn't like the pool of people to choose from yeah. was huge. And these are the people I chose to spend my time with. And then in college, obviously that expands, but to know that you can reconnect with these people on that when you were five years old or 10 yeah. years old or 15 years old or 20 years old and you we're making judgments that these are people you would want to spend time with when you're in your forties and, you know, have kids and a life of your own, but yet you still would want to connect with these people. That kind of makes me feel good too. (laughs) Okay. I did something right in life. (laughs) (laughs) Done a lot of things. Right. But like, I totally think that it's like listening to your gut. Like I feel like as kids, you kind of like, there are things I experiencing this with my niece and nephew they kind of just like, know, like they're like that person. They're like, grandpa's in a bad mood today. Or like, you know, they want to hang out with people, not based on like any of the trappings of life, but it's based on like what they feel. And so it sounds like you just kind of are reaffirmed in the fact that you're like, yeah, like my gut's pretty right with these people. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, the whole common bond, similar interests, whatever those things are that, that give you that gut feeling. It, it's nice to reaffirm that every now and again, especially like I find myself, I mean, obviously because of my job, I'm around politics all the time and <laughs> coming out of college. For good was, or bad. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. That was kind of my goal. And especially to, to kind of have a group and have people that, yeah, that we, it's we might about, talk about politics yeah. or we might, you know, politics might be the same or not the same or whatever, but that's not the, that's not the basis of everything. And that's, it's nice. I can totally empathize. It's like when I go home, like I have those friends that like, will ask you about like what I do for work. They still, my parents still don't know what I do, but it's <laughs> nice. It's, it sounds like what you're saying is like finding those people in your life that will ask you about how you are and be not afraid of the answer of like, I'm not okay. Or I need help. Or yep. I had this great achievement. Like I want to share. And are there anything what would you tell someone who's like maybe afraid to like rekindle that friendship? What what kind of advice or nugget would you leave them with? You know, I I guess I would just say, don't shy away from things that used to be good or things that you, you were positive in the past or, you know, maybe even a negative in the past. You know, I know for some people like it might be, Oh, well, I don't want to, I don't want to go near that. that, You know? When I used to do training for people, I used to tell people that some of the best way to get better at something is to put yourself in uncomfortable situations, Mm. like purposely put yourself in an uncomfortable situation, because when you come out on the other side, you're going to have achieved something no matter what, 
Now, yeah. the, the context that was giving it in, you know, training was very different, but <laughs> it still applies. Yeah. And, and I would say like, even like the first couple of calls, I was nervous, you know, yeah. which is sounds stupid. I mean, these are people that knew me when I was 10 years old, but I was nervous. Well, you think you like have to have a script of like, I've done this and this is happening. And like, it's like the, my parents used to send those Christmas cards that would say like everything that we were doing. And I was like, mom, Uh, family update cards. Yeah. But then it was like, you, I know I, I did a couple of zooms with some people like that I worked with right out of college or different things along the way. And I was like, I felt like I had to have my resume in front of me and be like, this is what's happened in my life, which I think that's a really good point that you have to be willing to be uncomfortable to kind of have those moments where like, that's really cool. Or Well, and, and, and I think a lot of people need to realize that we're always going to be our biggest critic. Like oh. I might, I might see myself as having accomplished nothing. And I see, you know, all my friends is this person's doing this amazing thing. And that person's doing this thing, which I know I can't do. And, and I give them so much credit for being able to do it. And then, you know, the really good people in your life, they're going to look at you the same way that you look at them. And they're going to look like, I know I, you know, a lot of these friends, they, they'll call me up, especially after all that's gone on in 2021. And they're like, do you want to talk about it? Because we really are interested and we want to know, but they also, and and they think what I do is awesome and cool and interesting. And yeah, well, okay. Uh, see, and I don't necessarily feel that way. But I, I understand that, you know, they look at me probably the same way I look at them. And, you know, we're all humans. We're all the same. And, you know, or we're all similar in many ways. And just kind of understanding that will will help. Yeah, I was telling my mom that we were interviewing this morning. She's like, oh, my gosh, that's your Capitol Police friend. He's so cool. I was like, you know, like, little to nothing about him. But you're like, you know, that my experience with him, like, every time I talk about, like, those trips or the different, I was like, Kyle's the nicest person. So you got another fan in the great state of Florida, my mom. Oh, that's (laughs) awesome. It's really funny that you, you say that because, like, people at work, like, they... I think they see me exactly the opposite. Like they don't, they don't see me as like a nice person. They don't see me like they see me as someone who's angry all the time and, and like generally dislikes people. And I don't know if that's the persona I put on with my coworkers or what. And it's, it's always been fascinating. Yeah. It's, you know, cause I'll say like, I'll jokingly say, yeah, I hate people. Like I just, and, <laughs> which is and, the opposite. Yeah, but that's like the yeah. It's actually like I actually don't at all. I find people fascinating, and uh, 100%. I enjoy people. But you know, I got to make sure none of my coworkers hear this podcast. Otherwise, <laughs> I'll be totally outed and outed you know, for, for the nice yeah. for the nice person you are. Well, I do want to transition a little bit and talk about 2021 a little bit. I think. We all probably hoped that 2021 would be a much smoother one than it was, than it started. And, but, you know, on January 6th, I know that the nation witnessed it, but for Capitol Police officers, for people that live in DC, for people that have friends and family, it is still something, I mean, they just took down the barriers, like not even a month ago, maybe like it totally changed for me some things. And I would, you know, I'd really love to talk to you about like 
kind of how did it change your view, maybe on the city, on the people, on our nation? You can take it however you want to take it. So it's interesting because I was, you know, kind of a little fun fact about me. I went to GW and I graduated in May of 2001. Yeah. And Oh, wow. I a, yeah. I got a phone call on September 9th, 2001 from the Capitol Police saying, hey, you work where you're going to be in the next training class. We don't know when that's going to be, but, you know, it'll be sometime this fall. We'll give you a call back. You will be in the next training class. And that was on the ninth. Yeah. And then obviously the 11th happened. I was working. I was still working at GW on the campus. So, you know, I went on the roof of our building. My now my wife, actually, we were just yeah. friends at the time. Um, she called me from another building and said, hey, turn on the TV. And we were both working. We both went on separate roofs and we saw uh, the Pentagon on fire. So I was in D.C. Yeah. on September 11th, but I wasn't officially working for Capitol Police yet. And then they called me two days later and said, can you start tomorrow? You know, wow. so the, the point of what I'm trying to get to is that, you know, I've been around D.C. and the Capitol and involved, I mean, for a long time. And I've seen, been there for a lot of events and historic events and, and random events that happened. And, and the six was really like, the sixth in my mind, partly because of what I was doing, it was an event which caused an operation to go into effect. And at the time, uh, doing what I was doing, I wasn't in the midst of fighting the crowds like some of my, yeah. you know, some of my fellow officers in uniform. Obviously, um, I had another job, another role to play. Um, but I was there, I, you know, and I put things into action as as the whole events of the day went down. So the sixth was similar to many other days that I've worked where an event happened and I go full into operation work mode and you don't really think about it at the time. And, you know, you get to a certain point down the line where you have to, you know, I have to make sure, okay, I respond to my wife and let her know I'm okay. You know, I got stuff going on, you know? Yeah. And then I really took away a big thing is just after the sixth like that month afterwards, just the feeling around the Capitol was something that I never thought I'd experienced and, or would experience. And it was even more surreal than like September 12th, 2001. I mean, it was, it was so surreal to be around the Capitol. And, you know, I've traveled to foreign countries. I've seen other people's capitals, you know, I've seen security and everything, but fence and barbed wire and yeah. National Guard. And I mean, that to me was just unreal. And then for me, the stark contrast being that the the most I'd ever felt that way was 9-11, of course. Yeah. And I was 22 years old and and all that. But 9-11 was foreign yeah. after. And the fact that these were are people that caused this surreal feeling that was tough. That was yeah. really like, you know, from a purely like I find people fascinating. It was a fascinating aspect, but at the same time, it was, it made it that much more difficult to process. Well, cause it was like, how did it, like, I know how we've gotten here, but like, also I felt like I was watching the TV and I was like, this can't be, this can't be real. Like this can't be right. And it was like, 
I woke up that morning and like, I remember just being like really on edge and like asking my boyfriend not to go run on the mall. And like, there were people that were like, you know, massing and all these different things. And I can remember feeling like something, cause it was just like, it felt like it was a tinderbox. And I think the, the saddest part is that I don't know if that tinderbox is like fully over. Like, is it just. Yeah. I would, I would say that's, that's the odd thing is that it's not. Yeah. And, and that's the concerning part. And, you know, every little there's, it doesn't seem to me like anymore that there's individual events. Like mm. they're all seem to end up being, even if they're not directly tied together, they're all part of something that's just brewing underneath or brewing. And, yeah. you know, one event completely unrelated to another might kick off a third that's just that much more dramatic. And, you know, my hope is that that's not the case. Yeah. But, you know, and I don't know if you can say I hope or assume, but, you know, COVID and the pandemic was something that no one currently alive had ever experienced. And I think, frankly, it really messed with people's mentality. 100%. It exaggerated a lot of negatives in people's personalities. You know, and that's what happens when people are under stress. Yeah. And this was almost like a, like when there's a big event that happens, when there's a, I kind of equate to the difference between a, an actual war and the Cold War, for example. Yeah. Like you can take Vietnam or World War II and, and very much define battles and, and instances and, you know, event. Whereas like with the Cold War, you can't, like it's more of an underlying thing that's just constantly there in the background. Yeah. And the, the stress and the strain that, COVID and the pandemic did and continues to put on, it's just kind of there in the background. So people have a hard time. I think most people can't like identify, like if you have a major event in your life, you can identify, okay, I got divorced or I had, you know, someone close to me die or whatever it is. And they can say, okay, that's where I really kind of mentally started to struggle and go off the rails or I got addicted to something, whatever it might be. Whereas with COVID, it could cause some of that same kind of trauma in a lot of people and that same stress, but it's continuous and uh-huh. in the background. And a lot of people aren't, I don't think, self-aware enough to realize that's what it's doing. No. And I think also people aren't like A, finding supports, like they feel like, I think that COVID has made us all to some degree, sometimes feel alone. Like I live in like I live by myself. And like that in the beginning was terrifying. That's Florida. I went to Florida for four months. So (laughs) I think that like for a lot of people, it's like, do they need to find people? Do they need to find like a therapist? Like shout out to my therapist. Like there's so many things, but I think you're right. Like I think along the way, people have just like kind of lost their North star. And it's like, it's almost like for some people, it's like people have snapped And it's like, they just want to focus on them and don't think that because they can get COVID and or someone they love can get COVID, they just are like, I'm only going to care about me. Well, there can also be the aspect, and I think you're completely right. I've also wondered many times if that need for community is what led to things like this thing. Like it was a group of people that felt like they all had a common belief and goal and they weren't being told no. Yeah. They weren't being, you know, 
I never thought of that. Under, I can understand how they like just after a year plus or almost a, a year of basically being told be separate, don't you know whatever it might be, and I think that might be driving a lot of the. I don't want to say I don't want to be that person to say negative community or negative connections. But, but it's like it feeds off of each other. It's like exactly. I, I'm mad, so like let's be mad together. And exactly. we have a common enemy of like being mad at. And it feels like that can only feel good though for so long. And then I think you're right. Like I think it has they feel like they have to take action or you have to, take, right. you know, people. Exactly. So that's only gonna feed the kind of that need a little bit, whereas a positive community can feed it long term and you don't yeah. There's no need to escalate or change. It's just that that's what that feeds that need. You know, it's, it's, uh, you know, I'm big on analogies. It's kind of like a diet, right? Yeah. I mean, if you, you might have that sugar and not that I should talk because my diet's <laughs> horrible, but um, if you feed that, you know, want for something with something that tastes good, a lot of times, yeah, you're going to be immediately satisfied. But get, yeah. Long term, you're going to be hungrier and you're going to feel gross at the end or whatever. Whereas if you have something that's healthy, it's healthy for a reason. It's going to feed your body the energy it needs more. I think it's, I think you're right too about the positive community because I think also positive community is willing to have tough conversations or at least the way I've categorized positive community because I think that. And I don't know if this is a commentary on like where we are in 2021, but I feel like people aren't willing to say like, that's not like great that you're doing that or like having to have conversations with friends or family. It's like, and we can have a, this whole separate conversation about tribal politics because I feel yeah. like that has like not, I think that like the, I will like bash the media. This is not media bashing circus, but I will say that like, I don't think it's like helped in 2020. Like, the different, you just like look at the cryons, like the way they describe the news. I'm like, it's wildly different on different shows. And I'm like, if people aren't watching different things, they're going to see one thing and they're going to believe it. And we're not in the days of Walter Cronkite, just reading news anymore. Right. Well, that's the thing. I mean, for a long time, especially during COVID, that was people's connection to other people. Yeah. Right. Is through the media and whether it's, whether it's, old-fashioned media quotes or, you know, social media or whatever it is. That was their connection to people. And you, whether it be the social media algorithms that purposely, (laughs) like, connect you with other people that you, you know, they think you want to be connected with, or whether it's just human nature, that it's easier to connect with people who you feel Mm. agree with you than it is to connect with people who you might have a difference of opinion here or there. I've had issues with my own family, like yeah. people that I'm really close with. And I've had to say, look, this is driving a stake between us, which is completely unnecessary. But yeah. if you put things in my face, then it, it causes a negative reaction in me. And then, it, you know, so yeah, I definitely agree with the, the I, media aspect. I think it's interesting because I feel like we're we're dancing around the beginning of the conversation of how it's like, we should treat people how we want to be treated. And like it, it all, it, the golden rule sounds probably so trite sometimes, but it's true. Like you should want to listen to someone and not have a, like, I know that people have deeply held beliefs. I get that, but it's like, people aren't willing to like listen and find 
going to say it compromised. <laughs> like, yeah. well, what, you know, we said, or you said in the beginning um, when we were doing some pre-show prep that you said good news comes from the depths of negative. And I thought that was a really just beautiful thought for people to think on. So how have you found the good through this year through when we can start with January 6th? So like I said, it's just like on January 6th, I mean, the number of people that, that reached out to me and, you know, the number of people that I realized really, truly, I mean, people did random, you know, some of the most random people in my life made some of the, you know, nicest, most heartfelt, like, you know, reaching out and, and, you know, just that like, Hey, you know, I know that you're, you, you must be going through a tough time and I, I can't possibly yeah. put myself in your shoes or whatever it would be. And that like really made me feel that, you know, it's not all this, like, this isn't yeah. all that there is. And, and I, I know that like, especially around like the events of the six, that was, that really helped. And that, you know, and I know I'm not alone in that, in that yeah. a lot of people and a lot of my fellow officers had, had that, you know, that those people reaching out to them. And I know that what could be seen as nothing positive, you know, there's at least that there's that to take away, you know, and a lot of it, most of it was not political. It was not like anything political. It was simply a person to a person. Just being like, yeah. Well, I think it's so important to remember that it's like, just even if you haven't talked to somebody in a while, just saying, Hey, I'm thinking about you. Like it's important to like show up for people. It's important to acknowledge that, Maybe this is just me, but I think a lot of people, all you want to be is seen and heard. Like you want to feel like someone like is there for you. So, well, I know, you know, you suffered another loss this year with the loss of a dear friend in April and, you know, strength can come from a lot of areas, but you noted that your Zooms to start from the beginning had been really a resource for you during that time. You know, what has this taught you during that time and in the face of something that doesn't make sense? So interestingly, you know, like I said, one of these group of friends was a, a group of friends from high school. So they all knew Billy, my my friend that, that died. I mean, they all they knew him and they knew how close we were. And I mean, it just it was so helpful. And then when we went home with him, so we brought him back home and to see so many people that I knew. I mean, I appreciate what I've, what I have from having grown up in a very small town, but I was that, I was that kid that I said, okay, as soon as I turn 18, I'm going to college in a city and I'm not coming back to a small town. I mean, it is not, it's a great place to visit, but it's not where I, (laughs) I need to be, I need to have stuff. (laughs) We got to have activities. Yeah. I have to have activities and access to things. That being said, I don't think I've ever felt something like when we brought him back home and turned the corner onto my main street in my town and saw people that I'd known for 40 years and the whole town was there. And it just, it sounds really cliche and it sounds very like silly, but like, it was like, this is small town America. Like this is what it's about. And this, you know, it's a shame that a tragedy has to bring you yeah. know, it bring it out, but it, it that's truly what American what like I'm proud of is like 
you know, tragedies do generally bring us together. Yeah. And and bring out the best in in everyone. And that's part of what why the sixth is different because yeah. to some of us that's a tragedy and it's bringing out not the best. It's not uniting. Yeah. It's it's you know further dividing. But with with Billy, um, it was definitely something where I was so grateful for those connections I'd made and I was so grateful for you know, having that experience. And I had coworkers that were there with me that came up to me and they're like, that was the most amazing thing I've ever experienced. And they've done, you know, inaugurations and they've done big ceremonies yeah. and, and all that. And that they were blown away by what stereotypical, yeah. normal. I mean, I grew up uh, in the same county and about 40 minutes away from where Norman Rockwell lived. And it was, it's like, it like, like my town is like a Norman Rockwell. And like, this was a very Norman Rockwell Americana type scene. Yeah. And it was, it definitely as, as painful as it was, it also was, you know, something to build on and kind of be lifted up by. Yeah. I think what's, what I'm really taking away is that like, you're feeling all of the feelings like you have expressed, like not only the deep pain, but also like the pride of like your small town and like the joy of seeing people like actually treat people the way you'd hope people would treat people. Exactly. And I think that that's just, it just kind of circles the the square. It makes a beautiful point. And you shared one thing that I thought that now as you're saying shared all of your stories today, like makes a lot of sense that your wife calls you a collector of people um, that along the way you find friends. And I, I mean, that's how we met. Like we just met, you know, by chance. So tell me a little bit about kind of that mentality of like, just, and I, it probably is, you probably said it in little nuggets along the way. So it's just funny because, you know, when I told her that you had, reached out to to do this podcast and what it was about she's like really she <laughs> she knows you right and she goes and i said yeah yeah no and she she goes yeah that sounds about right you know because <laughs> of her whole like you collect people thing but you know they're all they're good people i mean as she says it's great because yeah she's more of an introvert and i don't consider myself an extrovert but i do <laughs> have this knack of like you know, connecting to people. So it's just one of those things that I enjoy. And like I said, you know, people at work wouldn't believe it, but I do enjoy, like, I love making connections. I love just like, I love being around people and having good conversations and just kind of getting to know people, even people that I don't necessarily like, like, or enjoy. I still find, I find people fascinating and how they operate to be like fascinating if nothing else you know sometimes it's very challenging but we all have um, challenge points <laughs> yeah yeah but no it's definitely one of those things that you know it's kind of what my brain never turns off so like people are the perfect thing to kind of yeah constantly be taking in well I think what's so great is like when we met it was probably one of my first like events as my cat Nancy is making her presence known, another episode. Yeah. She's got it. She's got to be in the episode, guys. Is that I was like so nervous, and I was like, there were so many things happening, and I like remember that like you were, you're just like, hey, how's your day going? And I was like, 
So no one cares about me as a human being. Wow, this is fascinating. <laughs> so I think it's just a good reminder that like, just like look people in the eye. Like I try so hard, like maybe it's not the safest thing, but like in DC, like I try to like say hi to people and acknowledge people because it's, I think so often we go, it's like, we got to get to our next stop and like people are the collateral damage of that. I don't know if that makes right. any sense, but I think that that kind of your view on how you engage with people is really something that I hope people take away. And it's like, I'm going to say hi to a stranger or I'm going to, with that person I don't like, you know, in my family, I'm going to try again and hope they're not watching the news again. I just look at it as people are fascinating. Yeah. And I mean, people are what makes the world what it is. I mean, 100%. And, and they're just, they're fascinating, fascinating things. And <laughs> if you can kind of see the, well, it's like know, understanding. Of yeah. 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 And like, it's like trying to hear their story and understand where they're coming from and like be like, okay, well, that kind of makes sense. Or, but I mean, I feel like we've covered a lot of ground today. Is there anything else you want to share, put a fine point on before we wrap up? No, I, I just think, like I said, it's, uh, it's been great. And I was glad you reached out and yeah, you know, um, I like in talking about people and just, you know, I love, as we've talked about reconnecting. So <laughs> I know. You know even if it's reconnecting with you, cause we haven't seen each other in a couple of years. So it's, it's great. It's wild that it's been a couple of years, but it's probably, been a couple years so but i so enjoyed it thank you so much for your time i'm beyond honored that i'm able to share this episode with kyle and i have no doubt there were a nugget or two that you gained along the way i'm just so happy you got to hear his good news if you liked please share subscribe leave a review and join me next week for another episode of the your good news podcast